love laughed at Peter Parker, but they won't laugh at Spider-Man or Cape Crisis. <laughs> hey, everyone. Really no, uh, wait, you should laugh at Cape Crisis. That uh, didn't make sense at all. It'll be funny this week. You guys won't be tearing apart the Dark Knight, which I chose because you're being so negative. Well, Decide with everybody else who hates you right now <laughs> and leave the room. I ended up sounding more negative than I am on it. I actually yeah. really did enjoy it. I really did. I, just, I had been uh, spending a lot of time with, I'll just say it, Tyler being negative about it. But because there was, <laughs> yeah, uh, that I saw it again in IMAX and I forgot mm-hmm. the positives. One, uh, I do think Bane's audio volume is an issue. Mm-hmm. Not an IMAX at all. It's as imbalanced, it's like it's not too it's, loud. Yeah, it, I mean, Bane's Bane's voice shook my balls in the theater <laughs> when they were just quiet scenes mm-hmm. with characters in a room, like in, in the regular theater. But, but in, in IMAX, in, in it's, IMAX balanced. it's balanced. It actually feels like somebody talking in the room with characters where it never did. And in second, I, I did forget about difference. all the great parts. I forgot about I just overshadowed the stock exchange heist, the motorcycle chase after that. Like all that is super fun and on IMAX, like just bam, huge. It's it's fantastic, and and I think what it, my pro, my problem with the movie is we all tend to watch movies with uh, uh, what do you call it? There's something um, Eisenstein talked about. I forget what it was, but it's like a traditional narrative. You're expecting a certain flow, three acts, this yeah. and that, highs and lows, and there are like 19 acts in the movie and a bunch of characters who it, it does work though. I went back when going back and watching a lot of things I thought weren't explained are explained very sometimes subtly and mm-hmm. commendably. Well, that's how it was in the fir- in the Dark Knight too. There were moments like that where, like, if you're watching the movie the first time and weren't really paying attention, and like a lot, I knew a lot of my friends missed it. Though I, I don't think I did. But there's a part where uh, where the Joker tells him tells the bat tells Batman Harvey's in this place. Mm-hmm. And uh, Rachel and does. Rachel is in another place. Rachel! And so, like, then Batman goes, ends up saving Harvey, and you're like, why'd Batman go to Harvey? And if you weren't paying attention, there's a moment where, like, they're leaving the police station, and and uh, and Gordon goes, who are we going after? I'm after Rachel. And they leaves. And that's all, like, you, people miss that. And there are a lot of people are asking, why did he save Harvey? They don't get that the Joker told him the wrong, it gave him Harvey's address, knowing. Yep. He'd save Harvey instead of Rachel, and mm-hmm. that it would drive him crazy. <laughs> Just I love that's why I love even Harvey's reaction when he comes in. No, no, what are no. you doing here? Um, uh, God. Anyway, hi. Oh, we should introduce ourselves. I'm Henry Gilbert, the host. H e n e r e y g on Twitter. Dude, that was going a little Sinatra for a second. <laughs> H. Because I hate you. Because uh, uh, there's a lot of them in my Twitter handle. <laughs> uh, and I'm joined by regular old co-host Christopher Antista. Am I really? I, somebody mentioned this in the other show. I only give myself applause. So that's, something, that's the only time I remember to hit the applause button. I'll give the rest of you applause. And then we're also... Also this week is Cape Crisis is... is Dynamic duo. No. Uh, Tyler, <laughs> On this double deuce episode. Tyler, oh yeah, this is episode 22. Uh, Tyler Wilde and Ann Hi. Lewis. Wait, who's who? Um, I can't tell anymore. Your voices have melded into one. Okay, Tyler, you talk. Offspring. Tyler, you talk? No, I meant who's who. All right, now, Ann, you talk? Hi, everyone. See, I told you it's confusing. <laughs> yeah, they do. All these ears, they've probably been thinking Tyler's Ann and Ann is Tyler. Yeah, yeah sorry, amazing. guys. <laughs> Anyways, I'm dudes. gonna go get some whiskey. I'll be right back. Uh, do we have any whiskey? No. no. 
Oh, and that answer. your your joke upset Chris. Like, he, he was like, oh, there was whiskey this I'm whole sorry. time. I had to go hang out with my ex girlfriend tonight. I'm not. I'm not I would have drank all this whiskey yeah. if I knew it was here. I want to go there drunk, full of hubris, because I think that will impress her mm. <laughs> and then make her sad for not still being my girlfriend. Yeah, guys. <laughs> then you'll flip a table and set it on fire. Yeah, and she'll be super impressed. She'll probably like gush, awaiting my penis at just the sight of that. <laughs> Uh, so, guys, how, uh, how's your comic book reading been going in the past week? Eh? Jawsome. I'll tell you one thing. Spider-Mantastic. Oh, really? Yes. Well, let's start with you, then. I want to talk about Spider-Man. I finished out um, Morales. Uh, I'm, really, I'm really like... like um, what, issue 13 no, just, or something? Yeah, just issue 13. There, yeah. was, there was a hardcover uh, available. It went by my... I, can you tell I got my hair cut? Yes. That, that means, means I have a lot of physical books. issues. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I got a bunch. And I, I for some reason... I rode that crest into Ultimate Spider-Man, and I think I've read in the last two days 50 or 60 issues of Jesus. the original Ultimate Spider-Man so run. Growing up with little old Peter Parker. Uh, it's I love it, though, how it condenses storylines into, like, that Venom saga is, like, five issues. <laughs> Sometimes they, I think they stretch out storylines for too long. But have it's you like read five issues. Like, have you read the Brain Switch storyline? No. That's one of the silliest ones, mm-hmm. it? where Spider-Man and Wolverine switch brains. Oh, and I'm oh man, <laughs> wow, really? That yeah. sounds fantastic. I think they did it because it was so stupid and it sounded like I such a Scooby Doo plot. Yeah, by the time Disney does that, they're going Disney's fucking up. No, that was actually directly based on a, yeah. on a Marvel plot. Disney, you know, they're on. teaming up with Phineas and Ferb though. Are they? Phineas really? and Ferb teams up with the Marvel superheroes in an upcoming this movie. This is exciting. This is so exciting. A d- directed TV movie. Direct TV movie. Mm-hmm. Wait, who's it all about, though? Phineas and Ferb. So they briefly meet up with the the Marvel superheroes lose their powers, and Phineas and Ferb have to help them get their powers. This back. sounds amazing. Right, oh, this sounds like something that won't exist in like twenty years. It'll oh, be yeah. hard to find. It'll be one of those. I don't lost actually things. even know what Phineas and Ferb. Phineas is, so. and Ferb are the triangle nose and platypus cartoon. Yeah, have you seen those people wearing T-shirts of a, of a platypus wearing like a fedora? No, and, uh, it's a pretty decent cartoon. It's not bad, actually. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's on the actually... Disney Channel. Mm-hmm. Back when that meant something. No, I mean I know what Phineas and Ferb is because okay. I know that there's a video game based off of sure, it. Sure, but I the don't fourth dimension. know what. Well, Phineas they're and Ferb is. so I don't need to know. They're either. the new Wolverines. That's what they are. <laughs> okay. So you read a lot of Ultimate Spider. Ultimate Spider-Man. I he also, sure gets unmasked a lot, doesn't he? He does. He almost yeah. like never has his mask on. But I kind of like that because that, it doesn't make his identity that that thing that that poker the chip sacrosanct. Yeah, thing. That, that that thing that like the 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 villain can throw out and ruin his whole life. Like everybody, every one of the villains I fight knows who the fuck I am. Well, every be, single one. Yeah, because in real life. The second a villain would, the first time a villain would knock Spider-Man unconscious, he'd be like, "Let's take his mask off. I should mm-hmm. know who he is." Mm-hmm. But in the Marvel universe, like it was just kind of ignored. Like, no, they knock Spider-Man unconscious and then they tie him up and wait for him to wake up with his mask on, and they wouldn't want power well, I, over I him. I let it. Mask I let him. it go because I think one of the first time it happens in Ultimate Spider-Man is with Kingpin, and Kingpin knew who Daredevil. He knew Daredevil was Matt Murdock like forever, mm-hmm. and well. It, Kingpin unmasked him, but he didn't even care who he was. He, but like, he unmasked him. Kid. He unmasked him, but Kingpin knew who Daredevil was for a long time yeah. because it like to admit he knows who Daredevil is is sort of a vague admission of guilt. Uh-huh. So most villains keep that away. Keep that, that was to so, themselves. Uh, it's a little offshoot here. Hmm. Remember the end of the Daredevil movie when Daredevil breaks both no. of Kingpin's legs, and then he goes like, so "I'm going to the world, Joe." 
<laughs> then no, well, well then Michael he says, Clark Duncan impression from Green Mile. I think it's overarching. Daredevil's like, you're going to jail, Kingpin. <laughs> and then he's like, then I'll tell everybody there that Matt Murdock is Daredevil and your life's over. And then he says, oh, you're going to tell everybody you were beat by a blind man? So much for your rep. And then that Kingpin just acts defeated, and then, he, and then I'm like, oh, "No, my rep. the Kingpin will, the Kingpin <laughs> will destroy rep. your life. He yeah. knows who you are. He can ruin you." I, I actually that that actually bugged me in the first Batman or the, in that in the Dark Knight because mm-hmm. there is that one dude like who knows Bruce Wayne is Batman, and like I, mm-hmm. to be totally honest, right then, right there, I was a little scared saying that. I don't know what world I'm in right now, um, but he lets but, yes, Bruce Wayne is Batman. Mm-hmm. But that's well, that was one of my favorite bits in The Dark Knight was that the Joker didn't care. You find out that your bo- millionaire boss <laughs> is a heavily equipped vigilante, and your idea is to blackmail him. And <laughs> good luck. And then like, but that was the end of the scene. And like, uh-huh. yeah, he still has a lot of shit on you, and he can bring it anywhere he wants. Mm-hmm. He's still a problem. And then like at the very end of the movie, there he is on television, about to admit it. And then and Bruce saves his life and he saves his life because Joker's like a million dollars for that. Yeah, he's like, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. <laughs> it's more fun not knowing. Uh, we're all bad at Whoever this. Whoever can kill him. <laughs> we're all bad at this. I have also been reading um, uh, Mega Man, the Mega Man Archie comic. All right. Which yeah, is out- I read that too. I think it's outstanding. The, the like When I was a kid, I would have loved it. The, well, I, I think it... It is a little kid centric, but the amount of logic they put behind the universe. However, mm. Mega Man beats the bosses in the order you're supposed to beat the bosses with the weapons. With and, the weapons yeah. you're supposed, but, but like, and then makes that a part of the story. That fucking rules. But they go too fast. I want epic battles, and he beats most of them in three pages. Dude, like the first, but the first trade is the first game. That's that's he a, beats that's a them too pace. fast. They should have had one at least. It was four issues long. It could have been a six issue arc. I don't know if it, Mega Man can withstand that many issues. I'm okay <laughs> well, with this. The, you mean the game of Mega Man? Yeah, I, uh, yes. Fill six Let's just, let me just stop talking about Mega Man right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, I do. I enjoyed the comic quite a bit. I think that art is amazing. That art has always been amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was that. I have been very, very close to one or two tattoos in my life. One has been Mega Man and. Yeah, I I will definitely buy the Mega Man Sonic comic book crossover. Yeah, we actually have one of those to give away. I guess we'll have to figure out how. Brett Elson donated his Sonic Genesis collection. Mm. Mm. As in in the book. The book, the physical book. Run it through your fingers. Run it through your mom's fingers. Uh, did I talk about what, already that, that I did I talk about already that I bought the Kevin Keller comic and read that? Did I tell you guys about that? I think that you I bought did. it, yeah. yeah. It was good. Anyway, I it bought it at Comic Con. It was good? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, for Before what an it was. Comic. Yeah. Which it are was, terrible. Yes, they are terrible. They're all terrible. Oh, and I'm, 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 I'm also, I would say, maybe not balls deep, I'm shaft deep into the Annihilation Saga, finally. for some, Something just kicked in for me. That time. So what, have you read Nova? Well, yeah, the, 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 the early part of Nova, it's like, I gotta go do research. I don't know where any of this is or who any of these people are anymore. Uh-huh. I've forgotten. And then I, you know, I caught up, and they actually have a primer in between every issue. Duh! I should have just kept going because yeah. it'll tell you everything. Well, I didn't know that ahead of time, and um, and then yeah, I was, I just caught it, poured through it, went to Silver Surfer. I'm going to do the scrolls, and then jump straight into Guardians of the Galaxy. Wait, so I'm Ronan ready. in the Accuser. Uh, I, uh, I'm, I'm going to choose to ignore that one because I don't have it, and I'm out of space on my <sighs> iPad. All right, fine. Mm-hmm. 
But run the acute. No, you no. You finish those four mini series, and then you buy the six issue Annihilation series. Boo. And then that's what they're all leading to. The main event is Annihilation. The main event is Guardians of the Galaxy. No. For me. (laughs) No, you need to read Annihilation. Then you can read Annihilation Conquest, Mm -hmm. which leads into Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm. Guardians of the Galaxy is the main goal. Well, let me talk about what I read. Please, Hank. Not much, really. (laughs) Right! Uh, There you go. Nothing. (laughs) Oh, well, I just got the new Scalped Collection, which I'm really looking forward to. Oh, me too. I'm sorry. I got... Is it ten or nine? Nine. Uh, Ten ten is is the the last one. I said I got the new Scalped Collection. I got volume two. Uh, <laughs> I uh, just want to say me. I have all of it. What? Yeah. How? Where? Uh, Where'd you find it? It was gifted to me. Uh, digitally? No. Okay. Well, yes. I mean, I have the digital issues. Where, just on Amazon is Kindle? It, They're not on Are the single like issues, is it done as a single issue thing? Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. I could show you. <gasps> the last issue even? Yeah. Um, I'd have to check. All right. You have you been enjoying Scalp? I haven't even started it yet. Oh, then, Jesus, you're spoiled. So everybody and gets a lot of free codes. Please give them to me from here. Now. Oh, it wasn't codes. No, oh, what are they? Uh, fired. Oh my <laughs> God, we have not brought up that issue here on Rape Crisis. <laughs> what? And is pirating comics? It was a it was a gift from Boo. someone. It was a gift <laughs> from the pirate babe. Was, no, no, I didn't. I didn't pirate it myself. Someone else did. Okay. And it Unfair. was transferred to my Dropbox account. By Mediafire? Account. Hopefully it wasn't mega upload. All that shit is in jeopardy. Yeah. Oh, I did start reading... Uh, oh, I read the first issue of Captain Marvel. The new Captain Marvel. Lady Captain Marvel. Oh, yeah. That was really good. I liked that a lot. I did, I, I did check out the preview issue of Batman Earth 1. I'm kind of mm. dying to jump into the Earth 1 series just head first. Eh. But I know, I know. Don't, the don't ending, worry man. Don't the worry ending. I'll do it this week. The ending. Yuck. I know, yuck! But I, I somehow it, I buy Alfred as a bodyguard. No, that no, that's why I didn't like. Whatever. Anyway, uh, I also what else did I read? Ugh. Oh, I read um, the. I started reading the Batman Incorporated series that from last year. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. Uh, not as good as Court of Owls, though. But uh, it's a, it's the interesting idea of Batman touring the world and hiring new Batman in different countries to dudes to be Batman. Mm-hmm. Like, like 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 vampires, Buffy's like, yeah, Buffy like Buffy. Yeah. <laughs> That's in this, what the new comics are about. In this a bunch case, of little Buffy, a Buffy corp. In this case, uh, the first issue, the first two issues, he goes to Japan and fights Super Deathman. Super Deathman or Ultra Deathman? It's got to be Ultra Deathman. That one doesn't sound stupid at all compared to the other one. <laughs> but it's funny; it just references a Batman manga manga that had been uh, um, out of continuity. For a very long time, and then Grant Morrison brings it into continuity because he likes crazy things. I haven't read any comic news. I don't know. Tyler, comic news? No. Comic books? No, read nothing. Them? I didn't do my homework. Oh, Tyler Wild. You didn't read anything? Let's no, your... talk about Dark Knight Rises more. I know movies. No, that'll be the second segment. We've got all those comments. Uh, we've got the whole thread. Oh, God, I bet they fucking hate us. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'll tell you what else I read. Uh, the unemployment document I signed to quit my job. That's right. And I would say point to the donation button, but I have another job, so don't feel bad about me. You should have kept, for at least a week, you could have got so many donations. I didn't, didn't so it, it hasn't happened yet. And if it's not going to happen now, I'm not going to beg for them if I don't need them. <laughs> You should have pretended you were fired and <laughs> no. then gotten a lot of money. Henry's been fired. <laughs> a lot of pity money. How about that? Henry's been fired. Hit the donate button. I, I fired Henry. Yeah. <laughs> I, I well, Anne, I know you can save this. You must have read comic books. I, I bought I bought so many 
comic you bought comic books. My local on comic, comic book store is having a a one dollar sale for what? everything in the store. That's genius. What? It's when did that happen? Brilliant. Are they closing? No, yeah. they're not closing. I say. But oh man, I went a little bit insane with buying things. But I also bought things to keep my comic books in because the boxes that they're in are janky. Mm. What, wait, we'll talk on. about that more. Oh, yeah, we'll talk, I guess we'll talk oh, about okay. that later because that's right. super exciting. Yes, it is. It's so um, exciting we might have a question about it. But I also bought, oh, shit, what did I buy? I bought all of Irredeemable and Incorruptible with the yeah, sale. At a pretty big sale. is like half or? off. Yeah. You could buy the yeah. Omnibus for like less than a dollar an issue. Bucks. Yeah. yeah. Twenty five th- bucks. It was for thirty issues. Twenty five bucks. I just didn't like. I liked Irredeemable, but Incorruptible just didn't catch me the same. I don't know. I no. wanted it anyway because I just want to know more. I, about I, yeah, I did read Incorruptible. I started that because of the sale this weekend, He's and not, it, it seems a little ridiculous. Yeah, because like I'm a super villain, but like everything about you is Bruce Wayne. <laughs> you have a, you have an underage uh, sidekick. Except that, you have he, a that he's cave. actually sleeping with. Yeah, yeah that he's actually sleeping with. Her. But, but he has a bat cave with an arsenal of shit. Mm-hmm. But now I'm evil. Someone's got to do it. I'm like, okay, so you're Batman. This is weird. But he also has the world's coolest, dumbest name. Max, oh, Max Damage. Max Damage? Max yeah. Damage, yeah. Max Damage. Oh, did you? Oh, have, I read up to like issue six or something. There was this weird exchange where like he kidnaps a girl who looks like his sidekick to pretend to be her. And then, like, she thinks, like, you're, like, she, the whole time, the girl he makes to dress up like his sidekick is like, are you, are you going to rape me? And then he's <laughs> uh, like, no, I'm not. And then, give and then, it time. And then later she goes, <laughs> <Hold> up, maybe. <laughs> and then later she talks, like, really, we're, I just don't want to sleep with you. I'm kind of into girls, not guys. And then he's like, I don't want to sleep with you. All right. I'm trying to be a superhero now. <laughs> I, but I don't know. The art's not as good in it either. I like Irredeemable. Irredeemable is a stronger book. Mm-hmm. Incorruptible is just like a cute side idea. Like he wanted to execute while he was doing it. I I even, I'm, I'm pretty that. deep in that Irredeemable. Like I can't even imagine that their their paths cross over in any meaningful way. They don't cross over in Irredeemable. They oh, only really? cross over in Incorruptible. Mm, okay. Like you see Plutonion in in that Incorruptible. Is a missed opportunity. But uh, you don't see max damage in. Uh, well, I bought it all anyway. Deleted a bunch of shit that I, I may have liked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I also, uh, re- I also read Code Flesh, which was a really good little mini series in, in Image Comics with art by written by Joe Casey with art by Charles Adlard or Adlard, Adlard. Charlie yeah. Adler. Charlie Adler of Walking Dead fame. Good one dude. of his earlier books before before Walking Dead, and in color. It's really weird to see his art in color. I would I really like say. that. Is still one of my favorite interviews I've ever done. That guy was amazing. Hmm. Everybody go write, write Charlie Adler. He actually, a good one, email issue one hundred and one ought to be out any day now. I feel oh, like God. I don't even know if I want to dig back into that universe. Well, so and and one hundred and one is still going to be another cliffhanger because. Like the storyline's going to end in 102, so you're still just going to be tortured more by it. That seems impossible. That's not something you can wrap up. I don't up know. I feel issues. like when they clean up after what happens at the end of 100 in 101, like if 101 picks up immediately after 100, mm-hmm. like I feel it'll be even more sad. Like you're having to deal with the ramifications of what happened in 100, plus the thing that they were setting up to happen in 101. Yes. Like, when that happens, could be even worse. No, oh, man. Well, it can't be worse. The thing, <laughs> the dark shit they did at the end of 100, like... Yeah. Ugh. I still, I finally can uh, sit, 
I sit beside myself and say that I am right when I was talking to Charlie and Robert at Comic Con. Like, mm-hmm. wow, why the fuck did you do that? And like, cuz man, store. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're. Shut up. That was very traumatizing for a fan of your series <laughs> to read. Like, right before interviewing you, yeah. somebody should have warned me. I also liked. Uh... I saw him in a panel where somebody asked, like, how long do you see Walking Dead going? Mm-hmm. Uh, or how long do you see both your books going, Invincible and Walking Dead, the mm-hmm. two he, write, he still currently writes? Mm-hmm. And he said, like, with Invincible, he wants it to outlive him. Like, he was mm-hmm. like, man, when I'm 80 in the hospital bed or more realistically 59 and I'm dead I'm, <laughs> or I'm dying, I want to complain about this shitty new writer who took over Invincible, but it still exists. Well, meanwhile, he wants... Walking Dead to end when he wants it to end. He's like, I could do it for a thousand issues, though. Like, this could just be one-tenth of the way there. But then, nope. he, but then he also said, I reserve the right to issue 326. Go, I'm tired. Fuck, it's done. That's the end. But that's cool. It is his book. That's the power of creator-owned books, guys. Yeah, and that, that's what Robert Kirkman's talking about all the time. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. So, quick little news chunks here. Please. First off, speaking of San Diego... Comic Con, they're this Saturday. They're already beginning pre-registration. Really? Why? Well, just so it can sell out even faster. Wait, so, yeah. registration for Comic Con has begun this week. It will this Saturday. Yes, like three, starting three at eleven a.m. from Comic Con twenty twelve. Uh, yes, yep. Twenty twelve sold out so fast. It's crazy. Well, why do, are they building a bigger addition to that building? I doubt in a year. Like, yeah. uh, oh my god, well, no, you should care, everyone here, This that speaking of conventions, the LA, like, E3 is staying in the LA Convention Center, but, like, one of the halls is going to be closed next year, because oh they're going to be really? rebuilding stuff. Jesus. So, oh, that sounds like a nightmare. Man. Other things will be elsewhere in the LA Live area that the convention center is. Wow. Oh, it means more walking. Lot, yep, outside even. There's not already just no time to get to appointments. <laughs> but now you don't get to walk in air-conditioned hallways. Now you have to go outside in the blazing uh, sun of LA. These are no Yuck longer my concerns. Uh, also, guys, Power Girl's boob window is back. What? Huh? Yay! Her boob window had disappeared for oh, a while, no. but uh, because I think they wanted to make her classier. But uh, yeah, her boob, her boobs are back on display. Give me the spider. I like the Spider Woman implied boob window. <laughs> no, I like. Uh, I like. I think her boob window makes her unique. I like it power a lot. Girl? Yeah, yes. Power Girls. I mean, people. You say Power Girl, and that's what people immediately think of. Boob window. Boob window. Boob window. But just her. Well, that's also a good just, name for the episode. Just I know <laughs> nothing else about boob her. window. Huh? Well, just her. <laughs> her big think. rack in general. Well, yeah, like the boobs famous, in general. So, yeah. That, Though I read an interesting like uh, feminist write up on 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 it as a positive thing, like it's just like why does she have that boob window? If it's just because she's proud that she has awesome boobs, like then cool. Like if she wants to show them off, it she should. Like I don't know, you shouldn't just look down on her for like especially when her boobs are bulletproof. Like you know, oh, that's great. Just her boobs. Yeah, yeah, just, just her, her boobs. Just her boobs. She's swinging around like Mr. Fantastic or block <laughs> other parts of her body. And, and no, she, she's a Kryptonian or per, yeah, no cri- power an alternate use universe Kryptonian. So she can bullet spouts off. I did her. realize while doing something on camera that I, I am at least not ashamed of my bulge when sitting in a chair. So like, <laughs> I bothered the guys miking the set for like eight minutes. Like, re- like get real close. Get real close. Pulling my jeans up. <laughs> messing around. Ooh, look, you can see the contour of the head. 
It is really Jesus bothering them. My long-standing friends from behind the camera, please. They, we've worked together for four years. They can handle <laughs> look at little Chris. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, also, uh, in comic book old news. Well, let's hear it after the break. <laughs> All right. What are we done? Are we so far into? This I just episode? I have a thing, a place to be. Oh, fine. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, we'll take a little break, and on the other side, we'll talk more about Dark Knight. Hey, everybody. Thanks again for listening to Cape Crisis, the bestest comic book podcast around. We're on the LaserTime Podcast Network, and that's LaserTimePodcast.com that hosts us. That's the home of the granddaddy of all podcasts, LaserTime, where we talk about things as esoteric as pro wrestlers and films and very special episodes of television series. Plus, there's VG Empire, where they talk about video game music, including this week's episode, or the most recent one, was about Animal Crossing, a personal favorite of mine, and I wasn't even on that episode. Also, if you love LaserTimePodcast.com, and you should, then you should give us uh, some money. No, <laughs> no, but uh, any kind of uh, thing you can do to help would really be great. There's a donate button on the site at the little top left-hand side. Click on that donate button, give whatever you can, help keep the shows free. Or you can buy a t-shirt, that helps out too. Or on the right side, you'll see links to a bunch of Amazon things you can buy. When, now, let me, I need to be very clear with you guys here. When you buy stuff through those Amazon links, it do, you don't have to buy the thing on your first link. Just click on that, and while you're in that same folder, you can buy anything there and it will go to us. A little teeny tiny bit will come to us and help us out. So anything you buy on Amazon can help us. So please do. Uh, all right. Also, iTunes, Zune, we're on those. If you're listening to us on that, please subscribe. Please review us. Please leave five stars. It really helps us out. And now for Hank's Corner, the comic book pick of the week. This week, I'm going to go with Spider-Man again. That's right. They just released the new ends... Uh, well, they just released the big crossover thing, Ends of the Earth, which is when the Sinister Six team up to destroy planet Earth as Dr. Octopus is losing his mind as his body slowly deteriorates. And it's got Spider-Man teaming up with the Avengers. It's a giant, like, eight-issue adventure. I really enjoyed it quite a lot. It's out in hardcover now, so there'll be the Amazon link on the Cape Crisis post for this week. So check that out at lasertimepodcast.com or capecrisis.com. All right, and now back to the show. Avengers Assemble! Welcome back, all friends. Um, we're back all in the, friends. all friends. All friends are welcome. Next to the crackling fire. Um, so this is the second segment of Cape Crisis, and that's when we talk about the listener questions. Last week's, based on our angry, hate-filled discussion of The Dark Knight Rises, we uh, asked the listeners, hey, how do you feel about Dark Knight Rises? 
Yeah, good or bad. And though, like we said in the start, I think I was more negative on Dark Knight Rises than I should have been. And that's why I'm glad I I didn't appear for very... Because I would have been very negative, too. But that's not how I really feel. I am... I liked that movie quite a lot. I had such a great time watching it. And yes, there's problems the more you think about them, but... uh, I think we had valid criticisms. There are definitely valid criticisms, but I, I do feel like a lot of the complaints I made off the air were answered in my second uh, viewing of the movie. And mm. it's definitely amazing in IMAX. I mean, seriously, like, someone who fiddles with fucking audio all week, like Bane's voice in the movie, <laughs> really bothered me. It's so much louder and disembodied from Bane, but it wasn't so much in IMAX. Mm-hmm. Um, and shit. And then, and, yeah, and then just, there, there are way more pieces in this movie than there are in a normal movie. And it's hard to see how they fit together when you're seeing it for the first time. And I... It, yeah, I really, I really did enjoy it the second time, and it reminded me of things I really did enjoy and were overshadowed by mm-hmm. minor complaints. And it does, it does come back to the couple nerdy ones. I don't like washing away Bane's backstory to make a trapdoor secret ending. Uh-huh. I really dislike that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I dis, I sort of, I still do dislike making Bruce Wayne a hermit. Um, yeah, <clears throat> for and eight that he years, was, and that he gave up being Batman. But uh, I, I get that. It's Christopher Nolan's story. I respect that. And the film does work to a certain extent. Um, because I was on the edge of my seat watching the film the first time. Like I loved every, I loved 90% of, the, every, of every minute I watched in the theater. Well, and then the second time I realized I was on the edge of my seat waiting for certain scenes to unfold that I mm-hmm. didn't praise. I hadn't been praising as mm-hmm. great scenes. And I, I still have that moment when the bats when he's climbing the thing, when the bats come out of the, when he's climbing mm-hmm. out of the hole and the bats come out, like, I just love that moment. Like, I love that know. shot of, I guess it's Talia now, like, just making that jump. There's, like, a super quick shot of that that I want to see over and over mm-hmm. again. Like, a little kid in rags jumping. <laughs> uh, well, so, White Steve Harvey said he loved the movie, loved Bane. Mm-hmm. Uh, JGL, he had some cool. an- annoyances with. Of course. But, uh, <laughs> But he also, and he didn't care that Bane sounded like Sean Connery at some moments. He did sound like, it's... Sometimes. And, uh, well, meanwhile, Cody Stovall said, it didn't feel like a Batman movie, but a movie with Batman in it so good but flawed and broken is Batman's back. I blame Jonathan <laughs> Nolan, and I like Iron Man 2 more than this film? <laughs> oh. No way. A new... You are wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm going to keep just moving on here. I know, oh, I did... Jonathan Nolan? Jonathan Nolan his is his oh, okay. brother who okay. co-wrote the film. And he's very easy to blame since we don't know what he looks like or what he's written without Christopher Nolan. I think you really should blame David S. Goyer. David S. Goyer did not do any of the writing on The writer of Call of Duty Black Ops 2? Yes. <laughs> Goyer didn't do any of the writing on The Dark Knight. He wrote on Batman Begins and mm-hmm. The Dark Knight Rises, which to me tells you... You know, those had more story problems. Mm-hmm. Just a few more. Man, he's got a credit on Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. <laughs> oh, Go- Goyer worked on a lot of bad stuff. He directed <laughs> Blade, uh, Trinity? Blade Trinity. Trinity. Yes. Uh, Nathan Explosion. I love this movie. I've seen it four times and it gets better every time. I especially loved how it added closure for Bruce Wayne, something I thought I would never see. No, and I still oh, take... Oh, spoilers. I st- we probably will say some spoilers. I still take issue with that ending, though. I, I don't find that in, it ending very satisfying in the slightest. Mm. Either either Batman dying or Bruce Wayne retiring. Like, none of those... 
retiring to go marry Catwoman in Italy. Like none of the songs are like very satisfying <laughs> to me at all. And and I, I just I remember yeah, you say that out of context, and it's like yeah, yeah. It just dumb. I remember you just don't know they're married. Whatever. Like he talked her into going like to disappear. You know, because they had the little disappearing box. That's mm-hmm. the only thing I like mm-hmm. about it. They have the USB stick the that can magically sleep. erase them themselves. And yeah, they go on a whirlwind tour. But it was just—it was just that, like Alfred's description of the Joker. Uh, some people just want to watch the world burn, Master Wayne. They didn't show that, and so in this movie, when he starts talking, they show a scene. I'm like, oh god, we're gonna go back into Italy at some point near the end of this movie, <laughs> and we're gonna see what Alfred wants. And it was like, just don't show that. Yeah. Oh, oh, you, you know, it was—it was funny. Well, I talked to our old pal Tyler Nagata about the film, mm-hmm. and uh, he liked it, but he did say that. Um, Number one, he thought Bane sounded like Baron Underbite from Venture Brothers, which <laughs> I think it was. I think it kind of does. Yeah. yeah. And then, second, he said that uh, he, when the Michael Caine, you know, gave his final his uh, his last speech to Bruce in the film, like he's Tyler said, I have to watch. But Bruce Wayne break up with his butler, Jesus. That was <laughs> that was really important to me though because I didn't like the way they did break up and like bring up the Rachel Dawes letter burned it in a fire. And I didn't I didn't like that. What if I what if I burned it? But it's, you never saw it. But just it is is like yeah I was cool with you being Batman, but you're older and like this doesn't make much sense now. You're just gonna hurt yourself, and he's clearly not ready, and he fucking hurts himself. Mm-hmm. Don't do this, and so I don't know. All that made more sense to me too, and that was yeah. a a big problem for me. But like the Alfred from the beginning is very uncool with him doing it at this point in his life with his current injury mm. and his current yeah. age. I got that. I, I don't know. I, I did. I did. I don't have problems. I huh. No, no. I I, I, at the beginning, it's like, why, Alfred? Why have a problem now? Why step in and say this is wrong? he has? He's in every bit of jeopardy. I wanted was you to move on from Batman, but instead you did nothing. Yes, you did nothing. 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 Mm, yeah, I understood that he was concerned about his uh, his state, his physical state. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Still didn't love that. Let's see. Obviously, a douche loved it. He especially he flipped out in the theater when Bane broke Batman's back because he was sure Christopher Nolan. Wouldn't have done that in a real, in a quote, realistic, unquote, Batman film. Well, he didn't break his back, though. He popped a vertebrae out. Popped a vertebrae. Eh. There's a big difference between breaking someone's back and popping a vertebrae. I did that at a break dancing competition recently, and I got I scored a 10, like, just for popping my vertebrae <laughs> mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. You popped it and locked it. I popped it. and locked my vertebrae. A lot of people uh, thought it actually really liked it in our comments. I'm trying to find somebody who hated it. But, no, uh, I mean that's that's the thing. Mostly like, people are uh, saying that it wasn't good enough, or they have a bunch of like little annoyances mm-hmm. with it. But that's about it. Like thumbs up for me, but not a greatly enthusiastic su- thumbs up. Says Cloven sixty four. I tried to go in this movie without li- ludicrously high expectations, but it uh, didn't work out for him. And uh, let's see here, one more. I think it's a testament to the Dark Knight how high our expectations were for that movie. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't had. I didn't have. I don't think I had that high expectations for anything. It yeah. was it's totally unfair to the movie. Yeah. And yeah. I, I completely enjoyed it. Uh Bladed Falcon, thumbs up, although not full heartedly. It's an enjoyable movie, has a ton of fun moments, and the ending is certainly a crowd pleaser, but didn't feel earned. And mm. to me, most of my problems with the film come from the things that are supposed to believe but aren't earned. Ooh. Eh, I don't know. I feel like people 
people sometimes get a little too uh, judgmental of films these days, I think. <laughs> that's, a, that's usually how people respond when they don't like the criticism. But like you and I... <laughs> You and I, I didn't like Prometheus. Like you and I both watched Prometheus. I did and, enjoy watching Prometheus, but it doesn't hold up to any kind of scrutiny. Which yeah. I love talking about movies afterwards. And Batman mm-hmm. fell to a little bit of that. It fell to a little bit of that. Not like Prometheus. Prometheus like, falls apart. It, more, it's like it's like sand after you get up. If and you talk think about, about it. it for a second, that yeah. movie is just garbage. Why do you? I'm not going to do. But I love that. It's terrible. I, what do you why? want to do, Father? <laughs> did I do good? Like uh, totally why did we... unnecessary God, word. Why? Ugh, so, God <laughs> damn it! So many problems with that movie. People should see Prometheus so they can know how not they shouldn't complain at all about any inconsistencies in The Dark Knight Rises. They don't know yeah. what summer film inconsistencies are. Yeah, and, but like, that's, it's also a good point that like the, the inconsistencies or... just don't, I, you know, We can't always call them plot holes, people. I see that a lot in the forums. They're not mm. all plot holes. But they don't ruin the movie, ultimately. They're yeah. just things... There are just so many things that happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, oh my God. It happens so fast. Yeah, it happens so fast... I have a totally great prize question of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, did anybody spot Joker in Dark Knight Rises? No. All right, first person to tweet me. Um, yeah, yeah. I only saw it again on my second time. Joker in Dark Knight Rises. Uh, I will give a a fresh comic book to. Really? Yes. And it I'll wasn't explain. like a wanted poster or something, was it? I'm not telling. There's no, there's no more clues other than that. <laughs> Uh, you must have noticed it on that big IMAX screen. Yeah, uh, I did. Thanks to the thanks to the IMAX screen, I saw I saw Joker. Well, uh, now for the this week's question of the week, which is a little less exciting, but I like it. It is how do you store your comic books? It's important. And like in life, how have you always done it, and how do you do it now, currently? And this was spurred because Anne was talking about her recent yeah, comic get? storage solution. Well, I went, I went to buy long boxes at my local comic book store, and they're like, oh, we have these, but we also have these drawer things. And they're like mm-hmm. these shells with drawers that pull out, and you can like slip cardboard? little... Yeah, they're just cardboard yeah. drawers, but like labels, and you can stick dividers in them between the issues to say, here's my A's, here's my B's, which <laughs> I love. There's a bunch of G's for Green Arrow that extend like yeah, 19 shells. Yeah, I have a couple of those. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but I love that, because... Ever since I was a little kid getting my first comic books, I have kept them alphabetically organized. Mm-hmm. Like, I alphabetized huh. the crap out of my comic books. I did. I was, I, this is one of the reasons I've given up on the long box. Um, the well, one, I, one of my parents got me this awesome long box back in the day that was just sided with like Marvel characters and came with markers mm. to draw in the colors of Wolverine and Hulk and thing and Spider Man <laughs> and Iron Man. I'm like, yes! It's a long box I can interact with. Uh, those. The, it's a big long box which soaks in ink. So let's say one orange marker did not make it through the thing's torso. So I just keep. I have to keep buying markers, and I, every time I go back to the house, I look at it as like an uncompleted project because it, it sucked up like years in, in packs of markers. Like can't get through this thing. And then the other, I open up my long boxes at the house, and every time I go back, they're like, "Who's taking things out of my long box, Mom?" Like my. They're not broke. They're not selling my comics. Like, who is taking things out of the fucking long box? So where do I store my comics now? On an iPad. And Comixology. (laughs) And nowhere else. And then I do like buying physical issues, but once I do, guess what happens to them? They become prizes for you guys. As this week, 
We have the Sonic Genesis collection scalped. I don't know. Whatever you want. Like, I'm not going to keep physical issues around my house. These days, with a single issue, they just, they end up getting beat up in my apartment. Like, I don't store them correctly because I don't have room for a long box anymore. Nope. Back in the day, though, in my and still in my closet back at home, I had about seven, the equivalent of seven long boxes in there, and uh, I alphabetized them too until it kind of grew to be too big. Or just like, first it was here's the Spider-Man box, but then <laughs> Amazing Spider-Man. Well, yeah, box. no, Oof. then my collection of Amazing Spider-Man grew Oof. too big. And Amazing Spider-Man had to have its own long box, while non-Amazing Spider-Man were in other boxes. And like, here's my DC superhero box. Here's my mature readers box. Ooh. Here's, no, I mean Vertigo. Uh, here's my, um, here's my Marvel box. Here's my second Marvel box. Here's the X-Men box. Like, I, yeah, it was. It got it got really crowded in there. I once upon a time. Well, I guess I still do. They haven't been. They haven't disappeared. But I wanted to have every single issue of Amazing Spider-Man. And I got wow. to the point where I owned half. I owned half of them. Let me do the Half movie. of at issue 500. I owned 250 wow. of the issues of Amazing Spider-Man. You still have them? A lot. Of, yeah, yeah. Obviously, many of them were post-issue 100. because. What's uh, your earliest, do you think? Uh, my earliest, I know, is issue 25. Wow. The uh, first appearance of the Spider-Slayer and the first... Um, you don't see her face, but Mary Jane has a uh, cameo in it. Uh, they make a point of not showing her Someone face. Someone smoked a joint. Like, yeah. Yes, that's... Yeah. Get it? Because it's pot. But these days, I only buy uh, the collections. And those I store on bookshelves, and I'm quickly running out of space. Yep. And now it's turning into the similar situation of the long box, where it was just everything was alphabetical. But then there's getting to be less and less space on my first bookshelf. I was like, all right... I have some open shelves on the second bookshelf. All right, all the Spider-Man books go over here. All the Captain America books go over here. And all the Batman books go over here. And now those are starting to get too big. And like soon that shelf is just going to be the Spider-Man shelf. And I'm going to have to clear out a second shelf on my second bookshelf. Ugh, yeah, it's too much. Especially in my studio apartment. I have four bookshelves on four walls. Like, so... I give up like a foot, uh, more than a foot of space of my living room slash bedroom to bookshelves. Uh, yeah, it's, it gets a little cramped. I need to move into a one bedroom place, I say, guys. I was gonna say like I would love to verify this, but I've never seen your house. I don't want anyone to. It's, All right, it's me either. Well, I can't like host a party there. It's a studio apartment. Like it's it's cramped. Like a movie studio. Yes, yeah, movie wow. studio. Wow, Henry lives in the movie the studio. Super high yeah. ceilings. <laughs> no, they call it a studio because only starving artists can afford them. Uh, like me, <laughs> I'm a starving a artist too. of uh, games journalology. <laughs> that's my art. Uh, no, anyway, uh, so yeah, that's how I store it now. Just books on a shelf, and I'm not so care. I'm not. Uh, I don't take as good care of them as I should either. Tyler. Oh, oh. Any thoughts on comic book storage? <laughs> oh. When I was a kid, I stored everything on the floor, <laughs> shelves. I was going to let you say, just say your memory. Drawers. <laughs> Actually, as a, before I got into long boxes and learned what long boxes were, or really got my first short box, I stored it in the bottom drawer of my big dresser. Because like, mm-hmm. uh, I was a kid, I didn't know what, like, I didn't care where I put my clothes. That was my right. mom's problem. So when I put, 
So when I was seven, I just put everything in the bottom drawer because that was the easiest one to reach at my right. size then. I Back. actually, I'm sorry. No, good. I actually have one issue that I do that with, which sounds weird, but it's so big that it doesn't fit anywhere else. It's like, you can't see my hands at home, but this thing is huge, and it's a really old Star Wars promotional comic yeah, okay. that's fucking huge. I, know what wow. I, know I cannot about. put it anywhere else. So it's at the bottom of your drawer? So it was in a drawer. Like I just right on it. top of your like promotional WWF t-shirts from work? <laughs> No. I mean, that's generally what goes in my bottom drawer. I no, it's I just WWE. like in a drawer somewhere. I, I have the a, only WWE t-shirts I own are ones I paid for. I have a SmackDown versus something 208 oh, sweater. Yeah, no, Ugh. I brought that back. Ugh. It was yeah, it was at the uh, the SmackDown versus Raw, uh, you know, demo thing, and Yuck. each seat had like a free jacket or sweater thing on, and I was like, can I grab like three for the office? Not like not everybody took theirs and. And she was like, yeah, sure, I don't care. Like, <laughs> we're here to bribe you. Take as much as you want. <laughs> Journalism. <laughs> Journalism. Journalism. I can't be bribed, folks. That's the question of the week. Can where I do you be bribed? Where do you store your, where do you store your comics? How, how, can mm. Henry be bribed? <laughs> um, if no, you work how, for Nintendo, the answer is yes. No, no. And so, guy, yeah, how did you, and, how have you historically, like as a did kid, you see how the did Joker? You did you see Joker in a... Dark Knight Rises. I do want to see if you, uh, how you guys, you kids stored those books as kids. Me too, especially if you have pictures. That'd be dope. Yeah. Yeah. Or if you're still a kid, how do you store them currently? Do you respect them? Or is collecting collecting comic books a thing of the past? Is Mm -hmm. that just what people do on their computers with Mm -hmm. stolen things? Bags and boards, people. Come on, be nice to them. Bags and boards. The only bags and boards I have here is I have uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit number one through five. Marvel's. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. wow. Roommate bought them for me. Who's the artist and writer on that? Uh, yeah, uh, so. R.K. Maroon. <laughs> <laughs> what a maroon. A deep, deep reference for Roger Rabbit fans out there. <laughs> All right. Well, maybe we should call it a day then. Please. Uh, so, uh, you know, like we always say in the break, you've already heard, go to lasertimepodcast.com <laughs> and check out uh, more stuff about Cape Crisis and. Click on those links to buy things on Amazon. Chris says listen, he has something. Listen to, to Laser Time podcast. This last episode, a very special episode, is super fun. I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> and until, and kind of depressing and uncomfortable. Until it becomes because... a depressing, uncomfortable, <laughs> it's not very our special fault. episode. It's not our fault. <laughs> uh, and find out why. It's. I thought it was super cute, and I've confirmed because the last episode. Well, yeah, mixed with Dark Knight Rises feedback, uh, which looked like a lot of hate. Um, We'll never do another wrestling episode again. There's so few people listening <laughs> to that. The comments on it are like, eh. And the, the comments on the wrestling episode... <laughs> the worst rated I'm trying to grow a thicker skin, <laughs> but are like the... Me- like, <laughs> make me so fucking mad and want to hate... Like, I've never wanted to be the person who started banning people. But, uh, yeah, you guys made me want to... <laughs> wow. Uh, wow. And, and then, yes, Cape Crisis for the first time bested... Laser time in terms of comments <laughs> because uh, I think because people were very angry with Dark Knight with us not liking Dark Knight. They were no more wrestling episodes. It'll never ever uh, happen again. Uh, I, you're missing man. out, you fucking idiots. Now I'll have to be on KOXM and derail conversations into wrestling talk. You can't, you can't really derail Dave in a wrestling conversation. No, but He'll just join we'll just in kill and... the audience. Like when it's just me and Dave together, I can just say like, "So CM Punk," and he's like, "Yep," and then we're just. Yeah. Go into town, a half place. hour past. 
Yeah, uh, they're weird. They are weird. <laughs> it can just become a wrestling podcast. That'll, that'll secretly what will happen to KOXM. It will become a K- wrestling podcast. Maybe Cave Crisis. Yeah. Hey, let's talk. Guys, did you watch Raw 1001 this week? I did. Up next on Tights Tirade. <laughs> uh, Tights Tirade. That's good. It's That's not. Good. It's just alliteration. People confuse that with good all the time. I They're love all it. called writers. All right, guys. Uh, we'll see you next week. Peace.